We'd like to welcome you back to part six of our current event and weekly Bible study for June 14th, 2015. Next report, Monsanto buys up heirloom seed suppliers. So now they're buying up all the heirloom seed suppliers. That health food store that I mentioned before I went in the other day, they knew about this to a certain extent, but they didn't realize that they were still actively doing it right now and that they've had a new push for this because, see, the seeds are everything. You know, they want to have everybody buying their frankenseeds or some defiled version of their frankenseeds, okay? So you have your nice GMO franken crops you're growing that will just destroy you from the inside out. So Maddie Harlan discovers who is buying what and how to avoid Monsanto. She explores why and what we buy can be a form of positive activism. The North the New Mexico Tree and Garden Center, located in Rio Rancho, New Mexico, has discovered that Monsanto is buying heirloom seed companies. They are also buying the trademarks to a number of heirloom seeds. This means that you may think you're supporting an heirloom seed company, but in reality, the company is owned by Monsanto. The seeds, I'm sorry, I just kind of want to call them that now. The, the seeds themselves are still non-GMO and heirloom, and they can be saved at the end of the next harvest and re-sown the next season, but you're still giving money to Monsanto. But you know what? I don't trust them. You know, I don't trust it's the same seed as maybe they were producing before. If Monsanto has its tentacles on the seed, I instantly would not trust anything coming from them. Monsanto is also buying trademarks so that no matter where you buy certain seeds, they get money from it. Here is a link to the trademarks, and there's a link here, and seed companies Monsanto supplies and ones they do not supply in the USA. So if you want to avail yourself to that information, here's the link. Now here's another link that's entitled, Here's Some Tips on How to Avoid Monsanto. We need to do our research when buying seeds or any organically labeled product for that matter. In Europe, we have witnessed a proactive corporate program to buy up ethical organic companies. Estee Lauder now owns the body shop and we have a poor record and they have a poor record for animal testing. Green and black fair trade chocolate, okay, which is organic, were bought in 2006 by Cadbury who were acquired by Kraft Foods. So that green and black organic chocolate, I don't I won't get it. I won't touch that stuff. Okay, they're owned by Kraft Foods, essentially. Kraft. It's like Monsanto, but for food version. One of the huge fur food multinationals. Rachel's Organic, founded by Welsh farmers, is now a subsidiary of the French company Lactalis. Lactalis? Yeah. This is a deliberate strategy. So much so, much so that Tridos Bank actually has a European fund to help small organic companies stay independent and resist being bought up. Why are the small organic heirloom marquees being acquired by the big global corporates? Firstly, there's a commercial market for them. Secondly, what you own, you can control. Thirdly, if you have, if you are a vast industrial magnate and you own one of these companies, you can marginalize its market if you wish. Now, this reminds me of what happened to my parents a long time ago, back in the late 1990s when my dad sold his company for 2.5 million dollars he had a portable evaporative cooling company way cool fans and um the company was stolen from him they he was, he was given us a, a, a payment up front like a down payment a fraction a fraction of what was owed him and then what they did is they moved the company out of fort myers and up to minnesota where where the fifth richest family who bought the company lived 
who owned other fan companies that were similar. And then they basically said, well, we got 50 attorneys. We're not going to pay anymore. Basically, go ahead and sue us. And that was their strategy. And it's what ended up killing both my mom and my dad through the stress of losing their company and all the legal battles over the years. And, and you know. Um, but I say all that to say this. They did that on purpose. My dad was starting to really take a bite out of the portable evaporative cooling fan market. What he invented was the best product, I believe, on the market. It still needed some refinements, but it was better for the money and for what it could do and for its portability. It was, I think it was the best thing on the market. It was, it was amazing, this thing had a centrifugal force fan in the middle of this thing it pulled all kind of air through it it was it was amazing it cooled the air down 10 to 15 degrees because it pulled them over these um uh corrugated cardboard pads that that were um they were durable believe it or not but it cooled the air down and it was amazing for particularly low humidity environments but we even had in southwest florida where it's high humidity and it made a gigantic difference if you worked in front of one of these fans you were going to be more productive okay and they, he was taking too much of a bite out of out of their market. So this guy comes along, offers my dad. He sees the dollar signs, and that was a weakness for my dad. Took supposedly took the money, but he ended up not getting hardly anything in the end, you know. And they did that, and it's not like they took the product and improved on it. They ran it into the ground. They doubled the price of the unit, and made it and made the the quality inferior. It ended up being a, a cr crappy product in the end. That was double in price, and they, and they made the product. And that's exactly what they, when it says third, if you wish, um, you can marginalize them in the market if you wish. If you can control them, you can marginalize them. Well, they wanted to marginalize. Way cool. And that's what happened. You know? And so, you know, this is this is a common tactic of these of these satanic devils. So going further, as consumers, we have the power to first support our local producers and make sure they stay in business. Then we need to support larger ethical organic companies like Yeo Valley, who produce organic dairy products and still remain independently owned by the family who started the company. Sometimes this means spending more money on a product, but we have a choice. Do we want to eat a chocolate bar with Keiko picked by children in a system that pays the farmer a subsistence wage, or do we want an artisanal bar that costs, much, that costs more money but tastes better and is fairly traded do we buy yogurt from large corporate corporates who are trading under acquired organic brands or from a local supplier or a family-owned national organic supplier shopping is a form of activism we all do it to a greater or lesser degree europe may have may have opened the gates to monsanto to grow genetically modified crops due to an accepted proposal by the eu environment council last week gm crops could be planted across europe as soon as early next year. Even worse, the proposal could give Monsanto and other biotech giants the power to overturn decisions made by democratically elected governments to ban GM crops. The European Parliament can still reject the decision. With the MEPs voting on the issue, soon we, will, we need to make sure that they hear from citizens across the continent to reject this Monsanto-backed proposal. Here's a petition, you can click on this, to show the MEPs... Um, uh, that this is what that this is not what Europe wants, and then there's other further resources which are you can watch this Patrick Whitfield's tips for seed saving and making compost. See, when you save seeds, you want to do it a certain way, okay? It's not just like you throw them in some high humidity environment, and expect them to be viable. <laughs> you don't want to do that with seeds, okay? If you want them to last, ideally, 
Um, and then there's a free downloadable thing here, Guide to Seed Saving, Seed Stewardship, and Seed Sovereignty. And then Top Tips for Seed Saving, and then Collecting Summer Seeds. And then Permaculture, Practical Solutions for Self-Reliance, a magazine filled with useful and inspiring features, stories, and ideas about all aspects of gardening and farming to green building and renewable. I would love to do a lot of this stuff, but I, just, I don't have time. I, just, I don't have time to hardly do any of this stuff. I don't, any of it. Um, but yeah, I think it's great when other people do it and, and, and you know, have the time to do it. Uh, you can check out a free digital copy here and you can subscribe to the print edition here. So there's links to all the stuff, a lot of resources there for you. So that's something that you might want to avail yourself to. Now, next one. I hit a little bit of this article in the past, but I'm, I want to kind of go over this a little bit more. It's eight ways society is feminizing the human male. Now, a lot of this is messing up females as well, okay? But this is just particularly the, the, the gelding of men in general. This is a big reason why you're seeing that, okay? Um, we're on the fast track to, to extinction. In the past 50 years, sperm counts in men have dropped 50%. While the average man's testosterone and sperm count has plummeted 20% in just the last 20 years. I was in, um, I was, at, I, I don't, I, I, I was going there for a while. I was at the local Y for a while. And I, I, I just, I didn't like the place, you know, overall. I didn't like the vibe you got. I just didn't like, you know, anything, a, a lot of what was, what I sensed in the gym, you know. And. I was there, and I was in the locker room, and this guy was in there talking to some other guy. He's like, yeah, he says, uh, I mean, he's, this guy was younger than me. Okay, I'm like 46. He was younger than me. He says, yeah, I'm on like 2,000 milligrams of testosterone. I mean, I looked at the guy, and I mean, didn't look like he was working out. I mean, you you couldn't tell the guy was working out at all. I mean, I'm not saying you go around vanity, oh, you got big muscles. And I'm just saying, the guy didn't look like he was working out. And he's just telling this guy all this testosterone that he was taking on a weekly basis. And, and I'm thinking, do you realize that if you do that, you're going to create a negative feedback loop in your body and your body's going to shut down what little it was producing and you will be addicted to that stuff as long as you live and you might not have access to it. And if you've been on it for more than a year and, and you try to get off it, your body may not come back. I mean, this is the whole thing with steroids. It's a steroid, okay? And I'm like, oh my, and the guy I was talking to him, I think was on it too. And these guys were younger than me and they were in, in oh, I don't know. I think it's just because of all the nutrients I've taken over all these years. I just, I can't relate to what I was hearing from them. And I don't say that in a, in a, in a prideful way. It was just alarming for me to hear what a normal conversation was taking place. And I couldn't help overhearing them. And I'm like, my word. I'm like, I'm like, wow, is this normal for guys to be on that much testosterone and 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 you know be struggling that bad and they're not they're in their like late 30s and and, and I mean, wow. It was, it was sobering. And here you have in the past 50 years, sperm counts have dropped 50% while the average man's testosterone and sperm count has plummeted 20% in just the last 20 years. That was a quote by Ori Hoflmeeker, um, who I think is an author uh, on the subject. Though 
through years of research into health and nutrition, I've noticed there exists a surprisingly large amount of constituents in our diets and the environment that promote female characteristics in men. The feminizing of the male population. <laughs> like I said, and in particular, the younger generations coming up, into their teens, into their early 20s, all of the effeminate men, the disproportionate amount of men that are effeminate, that are maybe haven't come out of the closet, but they are. Okay, now, I know there's a demonic component to that. I get that, and, and I'm totally for that. But there's also a physiological component, I believe, as well. And this report proves that. Okay? Um, they promote female characteristics in men. Many times, it's hard to imagine that it's occurring by accident. It's not occurring by accident. This is a whole part of the gelding of, of the male population on planet Earth. A gelded male population on planet Earth doesn't do a real good job at resisting Satan. And Satan knows that. You know? Um, Russell Blaylock, Dr. Russell Blaylock, noted neurosurgeon and author of the Blaylock Report, says Hofmelkler is a absolutely correct when he says that all of us are being exposed to large amounts of estrogenic, meaning estrogen, compounds, which are wreaking havoc on our hormonal levels, and they cause cancer too, because they're all xenoestrogens, which is a bad kind of estrogen that actually causes cancer in men and women. The studies show that xenoestrogens from plastics and other additives and lotions and underarm deodorants and in you know toothpaste anything you buy from the store if you're just buying crest or you're buying some name brand you you are getting an absolute total toxic exposure a bevy of of endocrine altering cancer causing chemicals anything with probe or meth on the label with any kind of like propylene glycol or, or methylene anything with that is cancer causing it's all cancer causing put it under your armpit that's the great that's one of the most absorbed places in the whole body it goes right into the whole bloodstream Big reason why women get breast cancer when they underwire bras and an underarm regular deodorant. Eh, breast cancer recipe. Here you go. And then you're eating your xenoestrogen and you're drinking your plastic water bottles and you're getting more xenoestrogens. It's it's all cancer causing. It's no wonder it's explode. And then you have Susan G. Race for the cure. Race for perpetuating breast cancer. Komen, who literally gives money to Planned Parenthood. Or any of those bogus organizations. American Cancer Society, whatever, March of Dimes. They're all the same bunch of devils. They're there to perpetuate and give you some kind of warm and fuzzy feeling that they're really racing toward a cure. And they're doing the exact opposite. And laughing all the way to the bank. That's what's going on. Xenoestrogens from plastic appear to cause premature menses in young girls. Meaning they're giving them all this extra xeno estrogens this fake terrible cancer causing estrogen causing premature puberty so soy isoflavonoids appear to increase aggressiveness and just soy in general increase aggressiveness and heighten antisocial behavior in monkeys and appear to feminize male animals i told you stay away from soy it's death it's not fit for human consumption a little bit of fermented soy okay is okay they eat that in the orient that's fine i'm talking about unfermented soy that's all gmo I would only eat a little bit of fermented soy that's non-GMO, that's or literally organic, because that's the only way it's going to not be GMO typically, okay? Uh, a little bit of fermented stuff, I like 
I believe soy sauce and stuff like that. Okay, not a lot though. I wouldn't I wouldn't ever advise a lot. Avoid all of the following highly estrogenic foods. Number one, pesticides on conventionally raised fruits and vegetables. This is just, you go out and you, you buy, oh, I'm doing good. I'm, I'm buying fruits from the grocery store. Okay. The pesticides sprayed on conventionally grown non-organic vegetables act as estrogens once inside the body. The pesticides do. Several preliminary studies of the actions of some of the pesticides on individual cells within a test tube, which means in vitro, show estrogen-like activity. On this basis, some synthetic pesticides such as DDD, DDT, endosulfan, chloridane. I used to spray chloridane. I remember that when I was back and working with the lawn service with my grandma and grandpa in the summers. Anyway, um, deldrin and toxaphene, which sounds like fun stuff, toxaphene. And related chemicals, including PCBs, have been classified as environmentally weak estrogens. So that's one way you can get them. Now, if you if you can't afford organic, the thing is, is, is you're probably eating GMO, which is even GMO with the pesticides, which is typical. What you're going to get is horrific. You'd be better off not even eating that garbage. I mean, you don't want to eat GMO anything if you can avoid it. But if if you're eating non-organic, at least wash it with 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 um, some type of surfactant. The surfactant is something that will break the pesticide bond. Soak them in in the sink in in like you know cool water with like um, I don't know Calben soap has a really good soap you can use and it's not the kind of soap that's going to give it a chemically whatever. It's made out of coconut. It's it's a good soap. It's one I use. Get the foamer bottles um, and 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 use it. It's a very efficient way to to, to make your own. Uh, dish soap it's excellent cowben pure soap uh good stuff and um you um you can buy it by the the gallon and, and make soap and, and that's how how we do it and you can put that on on the vegetables and then use a little bit of like white vinegar in the um in the in the solution you're using and let them soak in there and and i mean i would do that with organic or or, or inorganic i mean you know try that because you need to get that break that pesticide bond off the off the vegetable the fruit that you're eating okay and then number two soy is a health product soy myth has been exposed with a recent article with no with an article from the western price foundation title now western price foundation is excellent as far as if somebody says well how should i eat go to the western price foundation follow their guidelines they they're excellent they a lot of the basis of what i do with standard process is absolutely totally in line the standard process being the professional line that i carry is absolutely in total line with Western Price. Okay, he wrote a paper, and I give you the link here. It's called "170 Scientific Reasons to Lose Soy in Your Diet." 170 reasons to lose soy in your diet. Okay, among the many reasons to avoid eating soy is that it is very high in guess what estrogen, and when consumed, has powerful estrogen-like effects in the human body. I mean, you go in any health food store; everything's loaded with soy. Even the health food stores. I've never been in one health food store that hasn't got the memo on that one. Oh, it's soy. It's good. No, it's not. It's death. Total death. And don't feed it to your infants. Soy formulas. It, it's, it's, no, it, it's insane. Highly estrogenic. Cancer-causing estrogen. Not the good kind. The, the bad kind. High levels of estrogen has... Um, High levels of, of estrogen in men can lead to gynecomastia, which means enlargement of the breast tissue in men, okay? Water retention, 
female pattern fat deposition and mooch. It's turning you into a woman. The soy is, if, if a man eats it. Estrogen is predominantly a female hormone. Testosterone is predominantly the male hormone. They're trying to get us, turn us into females. Men, high estrogen will also cause a decrease in testosterone and the male sex hormone. Okay, so that's very noteworthy. Okay, so the next, uh, number three, hormones in beef. Uh, in the United States, hormones are given to cows and other animals on feedlots uh, to increase milk and meat production. When we eat them, these con- they're also given antibiotics so that if one gets sick, the whole herd won't get sick. And then you get the antibiotics as well, which kills all your good flora in your intestinal tract, which, you know, wreaks havoc and lets candida proliferate and messes up your intestine permeability in, in your intestinal tract and has a lot to do with your own immune system function. So... That's why I'm such a big advocate on flora anymore as well. But anyway, when we eat these compounds, they're transferred in, into us. The, 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 the hormones given to the, the cows and the, and the chickens and things of this nature. Once inside the human body, uh, these compounds have powerful estrogenic effects. Um, not only do the hormones given to livestock act as estrogens once inside our bodies, but commercial livestock from feedlots are, also, are often fed a diet of soy that has been soaked in pesticides. That means that when we eat conventional raised meat, we are getting a triple dose of estrogenic compounds, which are hormones given to the animal, soy fed to the animal, and pesticides used to grow the soy that was given to the animal. It's a triple death scenario, and it's all being done by design to kill us. Okay? So... Next time you sit down for a big, nice, juicy burger, understand that that's what's going on here. You know, if, if you're going to do that, you know, I would say you want to take something like a, a bentonite clay with it to bind up a lot of the toxins in whatever you're eating. Okay? Uh, I, the one I use from Standard Process is Colacol 2 because it's in a tablet form and it's, it's easy to transport. Bentonite clay, it's not practical to take powder with you. This stuff's really really super powdery and you get it all over you <laughs> but colacol too i like to do gastro fiber from standard process and colacol too i'm not saying go around and eat garbage food all the time but if you're in a scenario where that happens because i mean hey it's life okay that's a good combination fiber and bentonite clay to bind up the toxins in the offending food substance that you that you might be eating Okay, so that's just, a, that's a tip, um, but I think it's a pretty good one. So, then it says, find yourself some grass-fed, see, grass-fed, I mean, obviously, this is the best beef you can get, grass-fed organic, hormone-free, obviously, that's the best, grass-fed. Cows were meant to feed on grass, not corn, or soy, it's not natural, Okay. So the grass-fed beef has the best fat ratios, the, 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 best, the best kind of fats. Because fats are not this evil thing that spawned from the pit of hell. They're in, incredibly important to um, our, our bodies functioning properly. I'm going to talk more about that later, okay, how important they are. And, 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 and the, the impact it's had on my health as of late. I want to get into that a little bit later. Uh, anyway, next thing, number four, beer. Prior to the German Beer Purity Act of 1516, 1516, now that's going back 
a little ways, you know, 500 years, beer almost never contained hops prior to that act, okay? In his book, The Natural Testosterone Plan, Stephen Herod Booner writes, hops is best known for its use in beer. The majority of physicians and men overlooked its potent chemicals and do not realize that beer itself can significantly alter male androgen levels. Androgens are like testosterone. They're, they're male-based hormones. Okay? Um, beer can significantly alter male androgen levels. Beer, German beer makers noticed long ago that young women who picked hops in the fields commonly experienced early menstrual periods, which is what is happening to our girls now through all the xenoestrogens. They were just picking the hops, though. They weren't even ingesting it, just, just from it contacting their skin. That's how estrogenic hops is. Eventually, researchers discover the reason hops is perhaps one of the most powerfully estrogenic plants on Earth. Just 100 grams of hops, which is about 3.5 ounces, contains anywhere from 30,000 to 30 to 300,000 international units of estrogen, depending on the type of hops. Most of it is a very potent estrogen, which is estradiol. Estradiol, as it is taken into the male body, causes a lowering of testosterone levels in the testes and an increase in SHBG levels, which then binds up even more free testosterone in the bloodstream. So it's like doubly devastating to your testosterone levels. The estradiol in hops has also been found to directly interfere with the ability of the testes Leydig cells to produce testosterone. The presence of this highly estrogenic substance in beer is not an accident. Remember what I said? Almost everything the New World Order has crafted to get us to either purchase, buy, or do is designed to kill us or feminize men or masculinize women, or brain damage us, or get us into the grave, or give us cancer, or, or some other unbelievable disease, or get us demon infested with whatever they're trying to put into us, like vaccines cultured off aborted babies. It's all by design, every bit of it. You can't trust anything in stores. You gotta read labels, I hate to say it, but you do. Or, or eat very, very, you know, have your own organic garden, have your own whatever. I know that's not practical. Not practical for me. But that's why I'm, what I'm trying to do right now is give you the tools to equip you, you know, to, to help you in that endeavor. Because it is a noble endeavor. Now think of any beer advertisement you've seen. Isn't it curious that despite the powerful feminizing properties of hops and beer, that it is being portrayed as a man's drink? A man's drink. No wonder, you know, they have all of the, the beer commercials commingled with like, and I don't even have a TV, but all the beer commercials commingled with like, you know, the, um, I don't know, the, the little blue pill or whatever that thing is for men, you know, for their whatever. Because so many men are impotent now because their testosterone is so devastated from all of these factors. They're so messed up. Their livers are so gummed up. It's like an oil filter that you've went, you know, 150,000 miles on in your car and you never got the oil filter changed. You never did an oil lube and filter once. Your liver just gummed it. Your liver has a lot to do with hormonal production in the body. It's where cholesterol is processed. Cholesterol is used to make, 
is the, the sterile portion of the cholesterol is used to make all hormones in the body. If the liver's messed up your hormone, especially with women, don't expect to have hormones that are, that are anywhere near where they should be. And the solution isn't taking a testosterone shot to compensate for your body that is just totally um, incapable at this point of having anything cl uh, close to it to a normal testosterone level or, or a normal progesterone level in women or, or estrogen levels. I mean, I'm, I've just given you... Uh, this stuff applies to women as well, what I'm talking about, obviously. So, starts in the liver. Keep your liver and your gallbladder and your colon clean. Okay, that, that's bare minimum. Keep a good amount of flora in the, in the intestinal tract to keep your candida levels down, which will help sugar cravings. And, and, and eliminate these types of things from your diet that we're talking about today. Okay, that would be, you could only be moving in the right direction. I know I could appear before God and say that confidently right now with the advice I'm giving you. It's sound advice. It's, it's just the bare minimum of what we need to be doing. Okay. And, and I know it would only help you. I know that. Now, you know, I'm not saying it would be easy to make all of these changes, but what's the alternative? Keep doing it? Keep beating your head against the wall and expecting things to get better? It's not going to happen. So let's go further. Television and the feminization of men. Now, this is a little different little twist, but I think it's valid. Many of your typical favorite male Hollywood, Hollywood celebrities have been portrayed as cross-dressers. Oh, you mean like Bruce or Caitlyn Jenner? Cross-dressers in at least one of their films. You know, the epitome of, of, of male virility and, and humanity, the Bruce Jenner wins the decathlon on the cover of the Wheaties box, and now whatever that despicable abomination of a human being is degenerated into now caitlin jenner got everything evidently kind of lopped off or whatever uh by their their surgeries or whatever and now now they're proclaiming him to be a goddess and people are worshiping this abomination this this despicable disgusting i can't even comprehend how dis despicable and evil so anyway this this abomination that is being shoved down our throats um now and in being you know number one news story and all of this like like you know this should be our focus and that transgender we need to you know they need to have more rights because you know they're they're struggling they can't help it they're this and they're that and and, and a lot of it again is 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 what we're talking about now a lot of it is being demon possessed a lot of it is having their minds darkened in 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 wanting to just at any cost pursue evil and and wickedness and and just vileness and that's what a lot of this boils down to the glorification of vile evil things in our society the bible talks about that they glory in their shame and and again this is what we have in america a society of glory and shame and then some of these comments about you know uh bruce bruce jenner now known as caitlin jenner or whatever saying I, I saw comments like that Photoshop disgusting picture. I don't even want to set my eyes on it. That was that was portrayed after he got his surgeries or whatever. And comments like, "OMG, I would, I would if if he if she came up and stabbed me in the heart, I'd die happy." And all this, and I'm like, "Are you kidding me? How can God not judge a nation like that?" 
if that is a common consensus among a certain percentage, I mean, I'm not saying it's the, it's the, it is the common consensus, but obviously a lot of people do feel that way. Oh man. Well, anyway, since we're witnessing a societal conditioning that appears to be normalizing and, and encouraging feminine behavior. And again, what is a man that's cross-dressing? Okay. Well, that's moving toward where, where Bruce Jenner has ended up. They want to be a woman. And then if they really want to go all the way, then they get the surgery. Okay? Then you got these, these morons that are letting them compete in women's sports. Like I put out that link the other day. Now, I'm not endorsing MMA, okay, mixed martial arts, but they're letting mix a man, okay, a man who got the sex change, they're letting him compete in mixed martial arts, and he's already like 5-0 and undefeated, almost killed the the last woman that that he fought okay and she even said she says i have never felt power like that i've never i couldn't get out of his his grasp or her there you know they got to always refer to it as her and and here's the deal about that whole bunch of of garbage and nonsense just because you get the surgery okay and that happens you still have a male bone structure that doesn't change. You still have male ligaments, tendons, muscles, bones, organs, the whole nine yards. You still have a male brain. You still have male DNA. You may not have the testosterone level you once had, but everything else you still got. Okay? And it is letting these abominations and I think that's just ridiculous anyway, the whole, the whole, I mean, women fighting women. I mean, I'm not saying MMA is right in any way, shape, or form, but that's even more to me of an abomination. Women, that's what I want to see. Women smashing each other's faces in. Oh, where do I sign up? And it's, it's becoming one of the most popular parts of this MMA now. I'm like, I don't want to see women fight one another. I don't want to see them punch each other in the face and, 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 and annihilate one another. That is ridiculous. Oh, well, you're just a bigot. Whatever. I don't want to see that garbage. And now you're letting transvestite, sex-changed individuals come into that league and in other facets of sport. Because, see, they got to have equal, equal billing everywhere. And letting them compete against women. Talk about an uneven playing field. But that's just one more abomination that's going on in, in the thing. So we've got, here's people that have, that have been cross-dressers in various films. Brad Pitt, Dennis Rodman, Dustin Hoffman, Kiefer Sutherland, Oscar De La Hoya, Jude Law, John Travolta, James Franco, Robin Williams, and the Wyans brothers. Also on television and movies, many males play female gender roles where they live their lives always seeking the approval of their female person of interest entire plot lines of movies have been based around a guy trying to win a girl back that he was disappointed that he disappointed in some way really and i'll be honest with you the demonization of of particularly and in, in the not only really demonization the way that white men are portrayed and i'm sorry i'm gonna say this because it's true the way that white men in particular are portrayed in Hollywood, and I, like I said, I don't even have a TV. But what I do see from just like commercials and stuff like that, if, if you're watching a YouTube something online or whatever, and just commercials that white men are portrayed as the biggest 
most gelded dolts. Just gelded little devils that are incapable of making any decision apart from their wife or mommy or whatever. They're portrayed as just pathetic every time. Not so much black men. That wouldn't be as politically correct, you know. But white men in particular seem to be the absolute total, if you could have a quintessential essence of a target for Hollywood, white men. Now you can say, well, you're a white man, that's why you're saying that, or whatever. It's not fair, you're, you're biased, or I'm, I'm just telling you what I'm seeing. If I saw it happen in a black man, or Hispanic man, or Oriental man, I would acknowledge that and say it's equally as wrong. Just because I happen to be white doesn't mean I have to be biased about the subject. I'm just being honest. And, and it just seems that, the, that that's the case. Anyway, um, entire plot lines of movies have been based around a guy trying to win a girl back that he's disappointed in some way. Why not depict male characters that are that are a better role model for men in our culture? How about depicting characters with a definite purpose in pursuit of benefiting mankind? Well, again, that's their solution. I'm not saying this is coming from a Christian perspective. But they bring up some good points, you know, to think about. Okay, number six, unsaturated fats. The fats that the United States government recommends you eat are unsaturated vegetable oils. These oils are made mostly of, guess what, soy. Or canola, which is equally as evil, if not even more. But from a hormonal standpoint, soy is probably even worse. It's from an estrogenic standpoint, yeah. Um, which is both one of the highest estrogenic byproducts in existence, and also a soy oil, and also one of the most heavily sprayed crops with estrogenic pesticides. And we've talked about this already. Look on the label of virtually any processed food and you'll find vegetable oil of some kind. All these products are high in estrogen. Most restaurants and movie theaters still use vegetable oils in cooking. But it's interesting to note that some movie theaters in the U.S. are beginning to once again use coconut oil for their popcorn. And some restaurants are switching to healthier based animal-based saturated fats like beef tallow. But see, saturated fats are, have been demonized. Who demonized them? The government. Well, they always want what's best for us. No, they don't. No, they don't. They want what's worse for you. They want you to be a uh, gelded, and I'm talking to men here, they want you to be a gelded, hormonally just wrecked little man. That's their goal for you. That submits, that goes along with whatever you're told, and, and it will not be the leader of their, of their home, will not be the biblical headship of their house because you're so gelded, you're so, your, your hormonal levels are so messed up, you can't even hardly get out of bed. That's what their goal is for you. I'm not saying that's what you are, I'm saying that's what their goal is for you. Submit to the new world order. Saturated fats, such as the ones listed above, beef tallow, butter, ghee, lard. Okay, and I'm not really big on lard, okay, but... Um, I'm not saying that, that it, it, but it's obviously, it's a better alternative than soy oil or canola oil. You know, saturated fats, as the ones listed above, are used by the body to produce testosterone. Not only are we being encouraged to eat fats full of estrogen, but we are told that the very substances we need to produce testosterone, which is cholesterol and saturated fat, which are totally demonized. You ever, like I said, notice that? Cholesterol, saturated fat, which are the two substances we have to have to produce testosterone, they're totally demonized. Oh, you need to lower your cholesterol with Lipitor or Crestor. Oh, good, that's, that's smart, so it'll lower my testosterone. 
which messes up my hormonal levels, which means I won't be able to cope with stress. It also shuts down all CoQ10 CoQ10 production in the body, which sets me up for a heart attack. It's brilliant. It's a brilliant ploy by Satan. Gums up my liver, shuts my liver down. It's great. But you'll, when you die, you'll have good cholesterol numbers in the casket. Because that's all that matters. You die with good numbers. That'll benefit you greatly in the afterlife. Seriously. That's what's going on. We're told these substances, we need to produce testosterone, which are cholesterol and saturated fat, are unhealthy and should be avoided. Think there's a conspiracy? It's a conspiracy fact. Then we have BPA and plastics. Okay. According to the website for National Institute of Health, bisphenol A, or BPA, is a chemical produced in large quantities for, for use primarily in the body in polycarbonate plastics and epoxy resins. Well, that's good. That sounds like good stuff to me. Um, this class of chemicals known as xenoestrogens is a feminizing the world's population by mimicking the estrogens of the human body. The chemical companies produce about 700 billion pounds of this poison each year. And in, it is leaches from cans, bottles, and packaging into the food and water supplies all by design. Okay, Statistics taken from urine samples indicate that over 93% of the American population currently has BPA in their body. I'm surprised it's not higher. Probably is by now. Dr. Hugh S. Taylor, MD of Yale University, revealed at a press briefing that mice, male mice exposed to BPA showed a reduced sperm production and increased prostate size environmentalists and be like in low sperm production increased prostate well what i prescribe for increased prostate bpa benign prostate or bph benign prostate hypertrophy is a good saw palmetto product the one i use from standard process called palmetto complex i don't know if i've ever seen it fail your 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 um um psa is elevated a little bit oh you've got cancer uh, easy easy <laughs> Okay, take take a nine a day on on the on the uh, palmetto plex. Eliminate BPA. Eliminate a lot of these xenoestrogens, and watch your watch your PSA fall. I've seen it happen over and over again. Okay, and and again, a lot of the the the, the sperm motility in that a lot of it is because men are doing all these things, or a lot of them, and even if they're doing stuff to increase their testosterone, that's natural. It's obviously got a lot to fight against if you're doing everything in the world. To make sure that your testosterone is as low as possible. And you're doing it unknowingly, but again, you're, you're destroyed for lack of knowledge. You know, I prescribe Bulgarian Tribulus, Tribulus by Mediherb, and Simplex M in a, in a altered rotation, uh, a, a rotational cycle of those two products, one from Mediherb, one from Standard Process, to get testosterone levels where they should be. But if you're doing all this other stuff, don't expect those products to work very well. You're, you're countering everything with this stuff. So if, if you're interested in that, just email me. I'll, I'll, I'll send you my, my, um, my uh, newsletter on increasing uh, your own hormonal levels naturally, particularly testosterone. And a lot of times it's important for women too because they, they can have messed up. Because women have testosterone as well, Okay. Uh, just not to the degree men does. So anyway, let's go further here. Um, uh, let's see here. Environmentalist Bruce Lowry describes the side effects we're seeing from exposure to BPA. Tension deficit disorder, childhood obesity, 
asthma, autism, a whole range of cancers that we're seeing too. Brain cancer, liver cancer, prostate cancer. Now, here's sources, sources that they're saying of BPA to avoid. Some of these are kind of news to me, but I wasn't aware of it. I know receipts, particularly the kind of receipts that if you take your finger and like you, you kind of like put on a hard surface and scratch it, it'll like leave a black line. That's, that's the kind of receipt that has BPA typically. Some receipts don't have it. Some are just a paper receipt, okay? Um, water bottles, terrible source, okay? Now, it's bad you, you, if you go to a fast food restaurant, you get your, your, your um, burger that's like been, you know, the cow's been fed, um, the, um, the glyphosate, soy makes the cow, all those estrogens and then the hormones um, are all messed up highly estrogenic you eat the you eat the burger and then you have the receipt that you're touching as they hand it to you and you got greasy hands from the burger or you and then you get the bpa the grease will make it absorb in your hand like 10 times more i've read studies on that it's all by design all these little tricks of the trade of satan to get you to die quicker and to totally mess up your hormones isn't life grand isn't it just a big wonderful world that we live in I'll tell you. Where do I sign up? I'll tell you. Anyway, then they're saying children's toys. Okay, well, that's a little general. Children's toys, BPA. I'm sure there are. You'd have to research that more. Canned foods. A lot of cans have linings that are literal BPA leaching centers. And, and the only way to know that is to buy canned foods and it'll say BPA free on the can. And there's, that's hard to find. I'll be honest with you. It's not easy. Uh, canning jar lids. Microwave popcorn bags evidently are bad pizza boxes i didn't even know that one well they got to kill us some way i mean you know everything um soda cans i didn't know that beer and wine eyewear eyewear uh, okay plastic glasses i don't know cds and dvds okay wasn't even aware of that blenders and food processors evidently if they're plastic i guess car parts that's that's kind of a general one car parts you know car parts that's uh, a little general little general but hey Hey, it's, I don't know, I guess it gets the point across. So anyway, then number eight, um, petylates and scents. While BPA mimics estrogen, petylates block testosterone action. Not only do we have abundant chemicals in our food um, supply that act in the same manner as estrogen, but now we have a chemical that inhibits the body's use of what little testosterone we would even potentially have left. Studies in male animals exposed to petylates have found reduced sperm production, undescended testes, and decreased testosterone production. Sources of petylates to avoid. Shampoos, like scented, colognes, perfume. Now, this doesn't mean you can't get an organic version of these that don't have that. Naturally scented. I use, like, an orange spray around the house that you can use as, as a, a lot of different applications. You can take stains off. You can, I mean, you can use it for a lot of different applications. But colognes, it's just citrus oil. Uh, colognes, perfume, that's a big source of petylates. Deodorant, hairspray, body lotion, makeup, Glade plugins, and air fresheners. All this stuff is being done to you by design to kill you. And, and, and totally wreak havoc on your hormonal system, both ma male and female. Now, you can learn more about this subject here. More, there's books that I give you um, the thing. One of them's called The 100-Year Lie. How to protect yourself from chemicals that are destroying your health. There's links you can click on. And then another one, Slow Death by Rubber Duck. <laughs> the Secret Danger of Everyday Things. And then the last one is The Body Toxic. 
how the hazardous chemistry of everyday things like nonstick pans they're showing here, which is really, really bad. The nonstick pans, the coating on them is made by DuPont. And you know, DuPont's one of the, the 13 families of the Illuminati. They're not, not something you really want to trust, uh, especially something superheated like that. Um, how the hazardous chemistry of everyday things threatens our health and well-being. So, you got that. Now, um, I'm actually getting close to actually wrapping up the study. can't believe it. Um, let me see here. Oh, boy. Um, I think I'm going to go ahead and end part six here and go to part seven and try to wrap this up in part seven. So, God bless you, and we will see you in part seven.